0: bros. Four, three, two, one. Hey, what's up, guys? My name is Anthony Anthem, a.k.a. Black Fabio, a.k.a. The Midnight Marauder, a.k.a. Mr. A.k.a. And today, we have a special guest. This man is in the sports scene. This man is hardworking. This man well, it was actually hard to get on the show because there were so many technical difficulties on my end, so much of a mess, but at the same time, he was understand- um, understanding of all the effects of this wonderful world we call podcasting. But now, he is live in effect, live and direct, coming in correct, and also, I'm one of the few by select. I'm just kidding. But anyways, <laughs> sir, we got to introduce yourself. <laughs>
1: Hey, what's going on, world? It's your man Eric Wilson. Uh 1070 the Zone, WKII, down here in Port Charlotte, Florida, host of the Best Sports Show, Sports Arena. You can listen to me live on iHeart. Uh, you can listen to me on Spotify, Facebook, Instagram, Sports Arena FL. But Anthony, man, thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it, man. I love the energy. Let me just say that, man. This is beautiful. Oh,
0: thank you. I appreciate that. So like, tell people about a little bit about what you do, my man. Like, um, what is your show about, and who is the great Eric Wilson?
1: Well, I haven't achieved greatness yet. We can, we can go good for right now, but thank you. Uh, so my show is a weekly sports show I do with uh, three to four other people on a week, depending on who gets out of bed and shows up. You know how it is. But... Mm-hmm. Uh, We talk sports every week. Normally the hot topics that are going on in the world. We're currently talking about, of course, getting down to the nitty gritty in the NFL and who's going to be in the postseason and who's not. We're talking, of course, the NBA because I do, um, as part of the sports arena, my own little two-man show called The Magic Perspective, Self and my good friend, Alex Fleming, he and I, uh, we have media access when it comes to the Orlando Matti means that all the home games. We are in the pre and post game press conference. We also have the opportunity to go into the locker room interview the players, Give our thoughts and analysis and basically give back to the people give them access through our social media outlets an opportunity to kind of see the inside of things that most people may not see or have a have an opportunity to get a look at so aside from that i mean really i also do some social media content as far as making sure that we're constantly putting out daily quality content for all of our listeners and followers and even newcomers who might want to see you know what is the sports community what's this all about what does he do on a day-to-day basis so uh the team has grown over the last four years from being two to three people just out of someone's house or out of someone's office to now you know we have a studio where we do all of our recordings. And right now, just in the Florida area, we have had uh, media access with the Miami Dolphins, Tampa Bay Rays, the Orlando Magic, the Jacksonville Jaguars, and we are working on the XFL team, the Tampa Bay Vipers. Speaking of which, when does XFL start? Uh, The XFL is slated to start in February. Right now, they're doing OTAs, then they're going to be back. Then they're going to be training in Houston for a couple of weeks. And then, uh, excuse me, <coughs> then they'll be back uh, in the Tampa Plant City area, I believe, in January. And then the season kicks off in February. Wow. So they're going basically post-NFL season? Correct.
0: Well, I mean, that's smart, though. I mean, yeah. so, so what's your thoughts on them bringing back the XFL? I remember it was more of a spectacle when they brought it, um, brought it in um, years ago. Um, do you think they're going to keep it more professional league instead of some of the spectacles they had, like the racing uh, for I the balls and all that?
1: Right. I think this time around, um, I think the XFL, and, and more importantly, I think Vince McMahon, decided to go out and get those individuals who have the football knowledge to be able to create something that's going to be effective. And that's going to give people, you know, 12 weeks after the Super Bowl, it's going to give them just more football. I mean, of course, some nations are a little different. However, you're, you're getting to watch football the way we know it and love it to be. And I think the biggest thing is, and I haven't looked at all the officiating changes of what's going on, but what I have seen so far just in the few days in there and actually getting to talk to the head coach of the Tampa Bay Vipers, uh, Mark Tressman, you know, mm-hmm. this is going to be that football that my generation has grown up watching. You let the players play. Now, you don't let things get out of hand, but at the same time, I don't feel that there's going to be any unnecessary flags thrown, if you know what I'm
0: – Oh, I get it. So it's going to be more focused on the game instead of the politics? Exactly. That's, see, I can get down with that already. So how many teams are going to be in the XFL? Do you
1: know? Yeah, there's eight teams. Uh, the eight teams that they have, mm-hmm. they, uh, they're out of Dallas, D.C., Houston, Los Angeles, New York, St. Louis, Seattle, and then Tampa Bay. Oh, one's out of St. Louis? Yes, sir. Really? Yep, they're called the St. Louis Battle Hawks. Hmm, are they gonna use the old round stadium? Um, you know what, Anthony, that is an excellent question as far as where they're going to play. I honestly don't know.
0: Well, this is already starting to get more interesting by the day. Cause I've heard a few <laughs> updates on it, but nothing in real detail. So, okay, that I'm really excited for this now. <laughs> Cause I love football so because i mean i'm from kansas city i'm a kansas city chiefs fan so you know die hard to the end chiefs kingdom patrick mahomes travis kelsey all them
1: just been a fan for 21 years (laughs) so listen i was i was was born and bred an eagles fan so i mean i've been to the link i've been to the vet seen it all i've been through it all i've had my share of ups and downs very much like yourself, the one thing we do have in common is the head coach of Andy Reid. Uh, answer to your earlier question, though, the mm-hmm. team, the Battle Hawks, will play their home games at the Dome at America Center. Okay.
0: Exactly what they are going to be playing. All right, very good. All right. So there you go. Okay. So, question. So what's sure. your – like, so are you just a fan of sports in general or do you kind of lean towards um, – one genre
1: um, of sports more than the other. Well, for me, you know, football family. So football has always been my first love. But my father played baseball. Uh, wow. My actually was a bowler. Actually, so was my father. So I guess that's like the one and one a. Football and bowling have always been in my life. But oh. I've played base. I played basketball. And so basketball. As a player, I guess you could say I am. I am very immersed into the basketball world, which is why I was very ha- fortunate to be able to have the home game. It was with the map that just reminds me yeah. of as a kid, but as a, I guess like you say as a fan. I am a fan of have been always will be um, I do watch a little bit of baseball, not as much as I should uh, mm. there. I did go through my hockey. However, hockey for me and i've just seen behind the curtain if you will there still are some for lack of a better phrase there still are some negative undertones behind the scenes in hockey so i've kind of steered away from it but i will say that soccer down in this area in the florida area is growing and so my attention may during the summer it may go towards soccer
0: yeah, and to be quite honest, that did, that did, that makes actually a lot of sense because, I mean, the different cultures that are in Florida, a lot of them come from, you know, South America. They come from the islands of the Caribbean, and, you know, their soccer culture from, you know, their native countries um, have always been kind of the, like, that's like the mecca of sports, and I mean, you go international, of course, I mean, the fandom is ridiculous. And I can say that it's going mm-hmm. to a minor league game in Germany. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Like, um, I have high regard for soccer. I'm an MLS fan as well. Um, we had oh, a KC okay. sporting out here. So, um, I got to say, like, and I'm excited for the World Cup um, to come back because I see there's going to be a lot of good energy going into that. I mean, I just feel like we're gonna have some great events coming up to where I think soccer's gonna start becoming more of a primary sport in America. It's just, it's taking its time. I mean, we're kind of just, um, we're getting more into the soccer culture out here, but it's definitely, it's definitely gonna take, a, I think another decade or so. We're gonna start seeing it um, more focused here, in, um, here in, um, in, this time, um, in this climate of America because when I, do, I agree
1: with you. Yeah. The, so. the, the amount of, I mean, you go anywhere outside of America and truly the biggest sport that everybody pays attention to is soccer. And I, I agree, it's starting to infiltrate uh, this, the, the Western hemisphere, if you will. And so what we are gonna get exposed to over the next, and I, I, you say 10, I say five years. I think what we're gonna get exposed to over the next five years is the real, the real growth. And there already is a a, a serious spot on it to grow as those years progress. Hmm. And my next question
0: is, do you think we actually have a shot to, um, shot to qualify for the world cup and actually do something like we did, um, two world cups prior because, good grief i mean we didn't even make it past the qualifying rounds and we got beat by like india if i'm correct uh
1: if you're referring to men's soccer my answer is no and i don't know what needs to change but uh, in regards to the men's soccer i don't know if we are going to get out of that first round or, or whatever now you asked me about the u.s women's national soccer team Oh, we're killing! I will tell you them. right now, we're we're destroying them left and right. And why those women making the amount of money that the men are making is still beyond me, because they home not one, not two, not three, four, four World Cup championships.
0: Well, that's not the men women. was in like the nineteen thirties.
1: Yeah, yeah, and, and and still to this day, those women are making less than hundred k. And that's ridiculous. Less than 100K? Yes, sir.
0: That's terrible. Yeah. And those are some good players.
1: Oh, my gosh. Are trendsetters, you want to talk about being on the right side of history? Get behind the U.S. team. Because I'm telling you right now, there is going to come a point where they are going to be heard. There is going to come a point they're going to be truly recognized for all the accomplishments that they have done and all they're doing is setting the tone for all the girls coming up now mm-hmm. I completely agree I mean
0: I think it's time that we start you know recognizing a lot of these women who are athletes and playing the sports so I mean there are a lot of talents that some of them are even better than the men Yeah, uh, in a lot of different genres of sports. So I don't understand why in 2019 they're still getting underpaid, they get no endorsements, when a lot of these guys don't even really deserve it. I'm going to say that right totally now. True.
1: I couldn't have been 1,000% correct. And it, it, it's something that, you know, I've had numerous conversations with people, not just on my show, you know, but people got it because I, I just—we have evolved as a country, mm. but we have not reached our full elevation. And so I'm saying to myself, "What is going on? Why has it taken this long? Why does it take people having to go above and beyond what you're asking of a counterpart in order for them to truly be recognized for the same exact thing?" It's frustrating. It really is.
0: I completely agree. I mean, I feel the same way about it because I feel like we get so far, and I mean, we're the youngest country in the world. I mean, when it comes down yes. to. It. So in a way, we're kind of like that rebellious teenager that's stubborn about making change, but at the same time, we know we need to make the change. we and Go ahead. we still need to develop and mature as a country if that's the best um if i could say any type of terminology i think that would be the best way to say it
1: yeah yeah you're right and hopefully one day we will all decide to you know recognize the equality that needs to exist but you know until then i guess we have to just keep on keeping on as the saying goes
0: yeah, because when it comes down to it, I mean, I can find women – I find women's sports to be just as exciting as the men. So, like, okay. yeah, like, of course, like, girls are not going to jump, like, 11 feet up in the air or something like that. But fundamentally, the game is, like, flawless. Like, I've seen it in basketball. I've seen it in soccer. Heck, um, I have even seen it in women's hockey. Those girls are tough. Good Oh, great. yeah.
1: Yeah, I actually – I'm actually friends with a young lady who just retired. She spent uh, 10 years in the legends football league. It is a women's football league and they're mostly on the West coast or the West side of the United States. And I mean, these women are, they, they have, they hold nothing back when it comes to the sport. And I've watched some of these games and let me tell you, you want to talk about some hard hitting women. Mm. And on the flip side of that, some very attractive, beautiful, physical goddesses. Yeah. yeah well, girl, These women but, are no joke.
0: True. They definitely ain't playing powder puffs. <laughs> no.
1: Not at all.
0: Yeah, because, like, for instance, I like MMA, right? Okay. And you already know, like, I mean, they've been doing like women's MMA like outside the country for a very long time. So when they brought the UFC, Mm -hmm. it was only a matter of time, right? But I feel like a lot of these like like so a lot of these female fighters are just more in tune on getting the job done. Like they really go in and I feel like I haven't seen a a women's fight that hasn't disappointed me,
1: if anything. Like
0: their dedication
1: Yeah, to the craft is something that needs needs to be talked about more because, you know, I've seen some of the documentaries, these women and what they put their body and the emotional toll that they go through just to be a part of this sport. And like you said, to be able to go out there and at such a high level consistently and put on and just, you know, just to do what they love, they're honing their craft. The product is there. Mm-hmm. I, I, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a pleasure and a thrill to watch. Oh my
0: gosh! I mean, like for instance, I'm a huge Amanda Nunez fan. I like right now she's like the gold of the sport. I mean, mm-hmm. you just think about like just her accomplishments alone. I've never seen anybody knock out Chris Cyborg, and that's still like one of my biggest highlights in usc is that fight because nobody yeah. knew, knew what to expect and she's taking out opponents that ronda rousey couldn't take out
1: right.
0: <laughs> and i say that as a ronda rousey fan i love ronda rousey but when it comes down oh, what i do think
1: you... ronda would mm-hmm. i i think what ronda did for both the mma and also her her time span in the wwe mm-hmm. i thought ronda brought a lot of attention to women being viewed as not only gracious, but also powerful. And so what she was able to do to transcend that on both the fighting scenes, granted one is sports entertainment, the other one is actual MMA fighting. Right. But used her platform to bring about the necessary changes. I truly think because of her, you know, she reveled the women's division in UFC and also because of her, the WWE, after so many years, had a pay-per-view dedicated to women. The whole entire pay-per-view was nothing but women's matches.
0: Oh, yeah. And then on top of that, they main-evented WrestleMania with um, her and uh, (laughs) Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair. That was a big monumental, like, just moment in the timeline of, you know, a male-dominated company. I mean, I just watched the pay-per-view last night. Um, for, oh, TLC uh, For TLC And it was the women's ladder match That ended up being the last match of the night Like It's just crazy Like I I never would have expected that Like 10 years ago Because 10 years ago, you know, it used to be just They would have a couple women they do a couple cat fights And it'd be like Maybe the Intermission of the show or something like that Quick cat five, right. five minutes, maybe a fast press, maybe a slam or two, in the match. Yeah. It's come a long way. And like, a, like we were talking about before, this is – it's here and it's not going anywhere. So they might – a lot of people need to just understand that we're trying to move forward in the future. Regardless if it's like entertainment, bed. regardless if it's MMA – women's football i mean they people need to wake up and realize what's like what's coming because the time is now
1: like i said you want to be on the right side of history and that is slowly creeping up to that point so Uh, something that um mm -hmm. something i read this morning in, in regards to this um was it's very simple Speaking to the women out there very simply sis keep going because you did not come this far just to come this far
0: I'm with that sincerely I mean I think I think at this point it's only a matter of time before People were like, oh, I got options. I can go watch the women's league too. Hmm. Ah. Ooh. Yep. <laughs> Some people just don't know what they're missing. Because <laughs> I met guys, they're like, man, I, don't, I just don't find women's sports to be that exciting. It's like, when was the last time you watched a women's event? Uh, Exactly. <laughs> so, how would you know? Like, it's like, you ever seen a gymnastics show? Have you ever seen a gymnastics competition? Uh, I have yeah that's what I'm saying like you got girls like Simone Biles out here just like doing the most impossible like just I mean acrobatics I've never seen a human being do since like Dominique Dawes and Dominique Dawes was an innovator herself like so when you see somebody like Simone Biles doing like multiple flips and you're thinking to yourself does she ever know what gravity is It's impressive. I'm sorry. (laughs) I mean, there's just so many great, like, great athletes out here that I'm really, really proud to say that I've gotten to witness in my lifetime.
1: (laughs) Oh, I I completely agree with you. To be able to be in this position right now, as well, doing what I do, and all the doors and avenues are open to where you don't have to limit yourself to go watch just the football game. Just a basketball game, just a baseball game. To expand from that, there's tennis, there's hockey, there's gymnastics, there's polo. But then to go beyond that and say, well, there's this woman, or there's this, you know, women's league over here. You know, the pyramid has gotten greater than men. And so for me as a sports guy, it's like, I just want to see a compelling game. I just want to see who's out there. If you can play the sport and you can go out there and be the best you in that in that area, whatever it may be, I want to watch it. And more importantly, I want to be the guy to be able to tell that story because so many times we're so quick to just our attention, the attention grabbers are what we know. The attention grabbers are the NFL, the NBA, MLB, and NHL. So my thing is, all right, that's great. That's already out there. There are so many people out there who are going to watch it no matter what. The NFL is a billion-dollar industry. So when you look at tennis, or you look at soccer or you look at gymnastics or you look at swimming or you look at lacrosse or you look at some of these other sports, not just on a professional level but on a collegiate level or even so far as going to a high school level, you know, because that's where the beginnings start. That's the area that I look to tap into. Now, don't get me wrong. I am still going to be one of those fans that's going to watch football on Sundays, Mondays, and Thursdays. I'm going to go to the Magic games on Wednesdays, Fridays, and Saturdays. I'm going to go to the baseball games whenever they have them, because there's too many of them, if you ask me. And oh, I'm yeah. going to go to the hockey, and I'm going to go to the hockey games. You know, because I'm a fan. I enjoy that. I've grown up with that. But these other sports on that other level, when you start to peel back the layers and you start to see what else is out there and you get to watch the next up and coming. One of the guys that I have to admit, I am very envious of is Brian Winhurst, the hmm. ESPN reporter. Because... Hey, I'm Eric Morris with Morse & Barrow. provide accurate and cost-effective foundation repairs as well as dry solutions for your basement or cross Now if you're in the Atlanta metro area and you have water coming in below your house or you see cracks in your foundation wall then give us a call at 770-546-3998 or visit our website at MorrisonViro.com. also you can follow and subscribe to our social media platforms at MorrisonViro.com find useful resources that can help you with your foundation solutions. This was the guy who followed LeBron from high school. Now granted, LeBron went from high school to the NBA. But Brian Windhurst was the guy who started talking about LeBron before LeBron was LeBron. And look at where he's at today. True. Okay. That is one of the things. for me. And living in Florida, there's so much talent. It's just finding which one is going to be the next. And I'm not going to say the next LeBron or the next Wayne Gretzky or the next Tom Brady. No, I'm not looking at that. I just want to see who's going to be the next or name behind the next. That's who I want to talk to. That's who I want to get to know. Because then that story, that story is going to be the one that is going to get told, and I want to be the one to tell it.
0: I completely agree on that one, because I lived in Florida for about six months, um, a couple years back. And Mm -hmm. I realized how they treat sports over there. It's um, it's a little bit different than um, some parts of the Midwest. And especially, like, football or basketball, I realize it's almost like a religion in a lot of these high schools. Like, yes. because there's so much potential and talent. A lot of these young kids are, like, starting off in middle school. They're starting off in elementary school. They've been playing since they were, like, five years old, old enough to put on some pads or old enough to handle a ball. And you see a lot of great talent that come out of the state of Florida. It's like it's like overwhelming. Like, like I was really impressed. I did not know that. Like some of these like high schools, it's almost like they treat um, they treat like you know the football field like it's like a like um, a university level or
1: something. It's amazing. Oh yeah, oh yeah, very true. And then you look at a, a state like Oklahoma, which doesn't have a football team. But treats their college team like their NFL team. <clears throat> Truth. You know
0: that's always surprised me that Oklahoma's never had a like a like a professional team, especially when it's such a big football state.
1: I wonder why that is. That that's the next one. Hmm? I don't know. I said I don't know. I have to. Uh, that uh, that actually is an excellent question. One that one that needs to be looked into.
0: I mean, hey, they got a they got a professional uh, basketball team in Oklahoma, and I that team did quite well, especially in his first few years. Oh yeah. So maybe it's only a matter of time. But I don't see why not. Oklahoma having a team would not actually hurt them. I mean, they gave them plenty of revenue. I mean, they got like three main cities they could put it in. <laughs> that is a good thought. So, so let me ask you this: so, being in uh, being in the sports background, like especially with your family and everything, like, did you ever feel like any pressures with the fact that? Um, you know, that your parents, you know, were athletes themselves. Did you ever feel any pressure, like, you know, growing up?
1: Surprisingly, um, my parents, they just let me be me. They knew that I was very active in sports and that I wanted to be in sports. So it was never a question of, oh, well, I don't want to do this, or I'm going to quit because I'm not making the most shot, the ball, I'm not connecting with the bat, or You know, I'm not throwing the football as well. I just wanted to play. It didn't matter. So when I did play, they could see that that love, that passion had always been there. I've never been one of those people like, oh, well, if I'm not going to be the starting guy, then I don't want to play the game. No, I just want to get out there and play. So I was never, there was any pressure from either of my parents to compete at a high level. There was never any pressure from them to you know, go out there and, and they, they weren't those angry parents in the stands. I'll put it to you like that. They were just riding the fact
0: that you got to play.
1: Yeah, they just wanted to see their son go out there and do what he did. But, the, I mean, the, of course, the rule that did it, you can't quit. You don't quit halfway through. If you sign up to do it, you do it for a full season. Now, if the next season you don't want to do it, that's fine. But if you commit to it, then you're going to go through.
0: Understandable. You know, I was looking at something. I was um, I was listening to uh, Mike Tyson's um, podcast, Hot Boxing, and he had um, a Vander Holyfield on the show, and like Vander Holyfield, I think he was he was still a small child, and I guess he went to a boxing tournament and he actually lost his first fight. And he was talking about, he remembered his mom basically calling him for dinner and he was saying that he was sick, but really he was just upset because he lost. And his mom basically made him come out with, um, come out and actually just come out with it. Like, what was his problem? And he explained that he lost and he didn't want to do boxing no more and his mom was like okay so you lost i mean you need to quit you know she she got on him about it like so you're gonna have some losses you're gonna win, you're gonna win some you're gonna lose some but it doesn't mean you quit just because you lost one time exactly and i mean heck because of that he's one of the greatest heavyweight champions in the world there you go like just what if it'd be like what if Mike Tyson would have quit, you know, boxing and would have quit, you know, training with Cus DeMono? What do you been, Iron Mike Tyson? Or what do you been, Mike Tyson, that just, lives in, you know, I mean, lives in Brownsville, you know, out in the streets?
1: Right. I'm just glad we don't have to worry about that. Because I think so many times, you know, in, in this day and age, we we lose good talent, and we don't get to see full potential of some of the athletes that are out there because they lose and they feel like that that's it. And it, it's a very difficult it's a very difficult thing mentally and emotionally. Because trust me, I've been through plenty of times where I've lost, I've lost games I've lost in life. I mean, I, there are so many lessons that I have learned, but through each of those lessons, it has made me a better person. It has made me realize, you know, okay, what could I have done better? What was the mistake that I made? And even if I didn't make the mistake, that person was simply just better than me on that particular given night. That's it. It's it's
0: really what, what it is. I mean, this is life. If anything, right, like a sports loss is almost like a loss in life. I always feel you can learn from it. Some people just don't know how to cope with learning about it. And let me ask you this: Okay, so what's your thoughts on the status of like mental health in sports?
1: It, it needs to be better. Um, there, there's so much more. There's so much more that, that needs to be done when it comes to not just the safety of the players but just to the overall you know compass that is the mental health issue especially when it comes to football but i mean hell getting hit with a 90 mile an hour fastball jar you for scar you for life as well it's there i'm always going to say they can always do more
0: i completely agree The,
1: the stories that are coming out now that we are hearing about players from, from when we up and just the, the ramifications of playing in such sports, you know, you have to get that nipped in the bud from the pop Warner league. And I'll just take football from the pop Warner league to the, to the, you know, high school, JV varsity college, semi-pro pro pro, whatever it is you have got to find a uniformity as far as the safety because way too often and way too much now we are hearing about these players who have these blackouts or have these lapses and you know the stress that the medications and it's it's so much You know, and I don't even want to start on the CTEs and concussions because, listen, as an athlete, Mm -hmm. as somebody in the game, I can honestly sit here and tell you, knock on wood, I've never had a concussion. However, I have been around people who have had them and the lingering effects that happen after the fact. I don't wish that on anybody.
0: You know, when I think about, like, like brain injuries, especially um, me being a wrestling fan as well, like, okay, so for instance, I just read an article that uh, Vice is actually going to do a um, documentary on Chris Benoit. And Chris Benoit is known to have, like, several concussions and, of course, a mixture of steroid usage and everything. And, you know, WWE has swept that um, story under the rug because of, unfortunately, how his life ended and, of course, the situation with his family and the way that ended in results. And I think it's a story that needs to be talked about in not only the wrestling community, but also in sports in general. Regardless if it's sports entertainment or not, we need to start having more discussions on CT and what can happen because Kristen Wall's story is a good example of what is a cautionary tale to those who don't, you know, check on their, check on their athletes. Yeah. I mean, I know it's going to be very controversial because, I mean, the situation was horrible we all know this, yeah, but what if he would have got checked because he had been wrestling for so long anyway, and maybe there could have been something to stop this from happening if it would have been talked about. Possibly. Possibly.
1: Um. I mean, you know, hindsight, hindsight being 2020 we can sit back and ask all the questions and say, well, what about this? What about that? Not trying to play devil's advocate, but the question that I ask is how much knowledge was there back then, you know, how educated was the industry back then to be able to do some of the things that they're doing now to check for that stuff. And I'm not in no way am I just trying to sweep it under the rug or make it appear as though that, you know, they weren't educated on it. But the one thing I have known, and this is in regards to any sport, is if you don't properly educate yourself as an organization or as an individual, it doesn't matter. You are going to go about doing things the way you've always done things because we get into a routine, it's only when we break away from our norm, and and as people tell me every day, and as I tell people, get comfortable with being being un—that is when we're able to find answers. So I, I'm I'm very happy that this is coming out because at one time I was a fan. However, the question that I am always going to ask is, was the knowledge that you are sharing now, was the education that is coming out now, was that there when this was going on or was it after the fact? Basically, did this need to happen in order for people to stop turning a blind eye to? True.
0: I mean, look at a lot of these players, even in the NFL. I remember the tragedy we had out here in Kansas City. One of our players um, killed his wife and then killed himself on the practice field. Right. It makes me wonder if, like, was it mental health issues? Was he acting out because of CTE issues that were causing him a lot of pain? Like there's so many different stories just in the last decade. And this has been going on since probably forever. I mean, of course, I mean, we've all seen the Will Smith movie um, talking about the CTE problems. Mm -hmm. I mean, but it's getting to the point now that like, we can't stay silent about this. And these young kids that are going into the leagues, you're right. Like for Pop Warner and up, there's got to be more, like, safety precautions. There's, there's got to be more, um, just more to look at. There's got to be more requirements. There's got to be a, a better system, especially they their young children playing all the way until they're full-grown adults. Contact sports in general, you cannot just turn a blind eye to.
1: No, you can't. And I think nowadays, a lot of people, a lot of families are not turning a blind eye to it because they realize that the ramifications are going to be so great if they don't get in front of it, if they don't try to handle it. You can't just let it go. Because when you do that, you're not acknowledging it, nor are you working on a way to solve it.
0: I completely agree on that. I sincerely agree on that, Mr. Wilson. So, on a more brighter note, because somebody's like to, the seven of you that are listening, you're probably either shut it off by now or you've died inside. But to those that are still living. um, (laughs) So, Mr. Wilson, what you got going on um, for the future of the sports arena and just in general? What you got going on?
1: So, I mean, right now it's, you know, we're, we're in basketball season. So, I mean, I'll be attending four games uh, next week, the Magic on the Road this week. So I'll be back up at the Amway Center on the 23rd of December and again on the 27th and then uh, the 30th and uh, New Year, and then roll into like a four game home stretch. Um, you know, my team and I were continually working with the Tampa Bay Vipers in the XFL, and we can't wait for that season to get started in February. We're going to be going to more of their training camps and OTA, just getting interviews with the players, getting to know the team itself. Um, then, of course, you know, in January, we find out uh how many of us will be given the opportunity to attend the Super Bowl down in Miami uh oh, wow. as media yeah so february is going to be a very big month for us uh because not only there is the Super Bowl but there's also spring training living down here for MLB with the Rays and also the Atlanta Braves and then every year we work with a partner of ours beyond sports network and we actually get to attend the NFL combine between working with them and an organization called sports management worldwide, (SMWW). Uh, we get to attend the NFL combine. So we'll be able to be there and to be inside Lucas oil stadium as we get, you know, the Heisman trophy winner cool. and the rest of his cohorts go out there and basically audition for all 32 head coaches in the NFL looking to see where these gentlemen are going to wind up. As we watch the future of the NFL, we get a close up view of them before uh, they are drafted. So, I mean, uh, 2020 is going to be a a really exciting year for the sports arena. We have a lot going on. Um, You know, I am fully committed to going back to playoff games with the Orlando Magic. I feel this team is, uh, you know, you brought the pieces back together. And when they are at full strength, they are just as dominant as any team in the entire NBA. Granted, you know, when the Lakers were here last Wednesday, Ron and Anthony Davis and the Lakers only beat them by nine points. That's pretty good, though. I mean, I mean nine
0: points is yeah, not much. Exactly.
1: Right. Now, you flip it over to Friday, and I mean, James Harden is just having an amazing month. Uh, he dropped 54 on the Magic, but I mean, yeah. Yes, and I will say this. If you ever get the opportunity, Anthony, you or any of your listeners, get the opportunity to see James Harden and Russell Westbrook play together live to that game, you will be thoroughly entertained from start to finish. I believe it. Yeah. Uh, I've
0: actually never been to an NBA game. You got to get to I got to get to one. Seems like it'll be a lot of fun, and then on top of that, I mean, I always had love for basketball since I was a little kid, so I would love to see Harden play, especially. I'm a big fan of
1: his. It is well worth the money, the entertainment value is there, and to watch these two men together with the rest of their squad, I never thought Mike D'Antoni's system would work in the NBA, and I was wrong. Because I'm seeing it unfold, and I got to see it unfold right in front of me when they played the Magic. Wow. They had they, – I mean, there was no answer for James Harden. That man was truly on a whole other level. And Russell Westbrook, to compliment him, it was I, – I was just – I had to take a seat. I had to sit down and take a step back and say, am I really watching this? Like, it's really like, it's really going down like this right now. It was incredible to watch. It truly was. Now, you being a Kansas City fan, I know you're excited. Your Chiefs, once again, are looking to get to the playoffs.
0: So let me, I know this
1: is your show, but let me at least ask you, what are your thoughts this year on the success of the Kansas City Chiefs? Um,
0: This has been a fortunate couple seasons, I will say that. Reed, um has definitely whipped these guys into shape, especially our defense, because our defense was incredible yesterday. I mean, I I mean seriously, I mean the fact that we had a twenty-seven plus lead over the Denver Broncos, and so we I've never seen that in a Broncos game. And I know the Broncos aren't doing well this year. I know they're officially five and nine, but the fact that we have literally like put in a lot of work in the last couple of weeks. I mean, we're four games in a row winning. I am just sorely impressed with the team that we have. They've really stepped it up. I could tell they've been practicing. Definitely working on better in both sides, the offense and the defense, because we already know at the end of the day, <clears throat> pardon me, the highest percentage of uh, Super Bowls that are won are the defense. So with lack of defense, we ain't winning no Super Bowls but to see the improvement, the fact that we're becoming just like this impenetrable fortress we are being strong is almost like a Fort Knox t- – <coughs> pardon me, Fort Knox, like, tightening. It wouldn't surprise me if they actually do get to the Super Bowl this year. I'm saying that not just as a fan. I'm saying that just looking at how the team has been performing this year.
1: Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. There's no doubt about it. You're on a four-game win streak. Your your road record is actually better than your home record. So, I mean, listen, you guys will have to go on the road depending on what happens with the Patriots on Saturday against Buffalo. Um, and then I don't think, I don't anticipate the Ravens falling off, but I mean, finishing with a, and I'll, I'll go ahead and say it, go ahead and finishing with a 12-4 and record Uh, knowing that you're going to get two playoff home games. That, to me, I would rather you guys be on the road. This year, I would. I mean, you're four and three at home. You're six and one when you're on the road. So that means can you go back into New England and beat the Patriots? Yeah. Can you go into Baltimore and beat the Ravens? Ugh. That's a question, my friend, that I think only time will tell. Because oh, yeah. I just feel like right now, Lamar Jackson is playing on such a high level. And it's John true. Harbor has that Ravens team drinking whatever Kool-Aid he's throwing out there. So yeah. The Ravens are looking but good, I was, I was good just, this year. I was just curious where you were at as far as your chief.
0: I think we got a shot this year and I'm saying that with a lot of confidence. And yeah, I would love to see what's gonna happen in Baltimore. If they can whoop Baltimore in their own hometown, that'll solidify something that our team is counting to play. Oh so, yeah, no question about it. Exactly. So this is gonna be the this is gonna be the biggest game of the season. I feel like. So if we can get through this game and come back with a W, I don't care how we do it. I don't care if it's just three points above them. We need to go in there, and we definitely need to show them that Kansas City is serious about being a good contender once again. So, I'm ready for it. <laughs> I mean, we got a very confident team. The quarterback's amazing, all the way to just the defensive line. It's this is a solid team this is the most confident i've been in a kansas city team in a long time
1: as one of my uh co-hosts on the sports arena says uh kristen she is in love with your quarterback and calls him the lord and savior future hall of famer patrick javon mahomes the third truly his time to shine so Mr. Williams, I appreciate you having me on the show today, my friend. Uh, this, has been, this has been great for me. Um, listen, yes. anytime you want to drop onto the sports arena and talk sports, you let me know.
0: Dude, I will come on anytime. I am so serious. Okay. Yes.
1: All right. Uh, Done deal.
0: Well then, ladies and gentlemen, coming soon to an airwave near you, Anthony Adam is going to go to the arena. <laughs> <laughs> we, will definitely them, welcome,
1: we will definitely welcome you inside the sports arena.
0: Well, uh, you heard it, ladies and gentlemen. Cool. I got approved. Sweet. <laughs> there you go.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: with well, that, guys, I think it's time for us to go ahead and say I do. This has been another Delivery Bros episode. I want to thank um, our special guest, Mr. Eric Wilson. And with that, guys, my name is Anthony Anthem, a.k.a. Black Fabio, a.k.a. The Midnight Marauder, a.k.a. Mr. A.k.a. And you have listened to The Delivery Bros. Delivery bros.